Okay, babe, who do you need to be today to build that six, seven, eight-figure empire you want tomorrow? If you want the strategies, the skills, the secrets every female entrepreneur needs to stay inspired, lead like her highest self, and strategize her business for success, and if you want to hear real stories from powerhouse women on a mission to make an impact, how they have paved their own way to success, and discovered who they needed to be to get to every next level from plateau to prosperity, then get a copy and grab your notepad. You're in the right place. I'm Sarah Delane, and you're listening to the Lead Like Her podcast. Not just for women, but because of women. So today is about the seven steps to writing your personal brand story using archetype psychology, because we're going to geek out. Um, And here's what I kind of really want to say about this first, because when you're at the point of needing to write or rewrite your brand story, career, business, right? One of the main things is it's helped establish trust and connection. Um, Some of you know my story. Some of you will hear it in the next coming weeks as I continue sharing Um, and how it's helped me elevate in business, how it's helped me elevate in my career and also my life, right? But what's really important to remember is sometimes, (laughs) sometimes, (laughs) um, is like, it makes you feel uncomfortable to like, think about all the, the roller coaster of events that you've been through in your life, right? Like not all of the ones do we really want to always revisit, you know? Like a lot of you, I imagine can relate to that. I am the first one to always say that. There's definitely some things, (laughs) many of the things that I've struggled with, the chapters that I've gone through that felt more like seasons in my life of self-destructive, self-doubt, unflattering, unflattering episodes. Like not everybody really wants to revisit that shit. And what's asked of you is to like revisit those. And then on top of revisiting those, then you have to put it into like this organized format that then is gonna help, you know, create that connection with people, create building those relationships, create trust. And you're just like, how the F, what, how do we do? That doesn't sound like a good time. Okay. That was, that was my full transparency. That was my, when I did this with my mentor originally, I had such mad resistance. I was just like, you want me to revisit what? No, why the fuck? Like, absolutely not. There are some things I would just rather keep over there in the nice container. Let's not revisit those. Let's not, let's not do that. Okay. Definitely some unflattering episode. Nay, they probably were more like right seasons of my journey, right? I resisted the out of that with my mentor. I love my mentor for tolerating so much. I was just like, all my shit came up. All of my shit came up full in resistance. Okay. I have this part of my inner personality. I call it the enforcer. And it's got this like deep Darth Vader voice. That's just like in my head being like, no, we will not open the vault of those stories of your past that is padlocked. (laughs) Fuck no, we're not doing that. Like that was the inner conflict happening. Full, true story, true story. I did not want to do it. Because sometimes, 
it would just be easier, right? If maybe you just made a couple pictures, maybe you did some sticky notes, right? <laughs> Sometimes you just can't even recall some of the things that happened and you go to like write stuff and it's just a blank story, right? So maybe you're relating to this. I, again, just was in massive resistance of wanting to do that. And so what I will always say to myself, to my clients, and definitely to you now, depending on how long you've been following me, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, your emotional alignment too is always first and foremost. And so knowing that for, you know, to create connection with people, knowing that your story is going to be able to impact people's lives and create a transformation, but then remembering that it doesn't open up or sort of reopen some wounds from your past, right? It can be very uncomfortable, just full transparent, just laying it out there. It can absolutely be fully, it can absolutely be uncomfortable. <laughs> I am a testament to that. Um, and so I'm always a big advocate on making sure that you're regulated, that you stay in that alignment, that your mental health and your emotional health and your spiritual health comes first, no matter what. And especially when you're taking yourself on the journey of reflection, mental health, always as an entrepreneur in any, in any career in business, especially when craziness is happening in the world, that's always important, right? But when you're going through your reflection in your own story, like we have to remember to put that front and center. Okay. So, um, one of my favorite tools that I do for myself, that I do with my clients, is depth is when we're right revisiting your brand story, right? To make it and apply it to your profitable personal brand, um, is to actually imagine, okay, this is uh this is a little hypnosis hack for you, okay? So um imagine when you're going through past experiences, right? Um, and a little mini caveat I want to say on this one is because some people are like, well, to heal things, you need to like go through the emotion of it. I am not a believer in that. I do not believe that you need to go through and revisit emotions in order to heal them. There's so many other ways and more um, effective and more beneficial ways to do that. So this is a little bit of an insight and a little bit of a hack on how you can do that. And definitely you want to apply this when you're revisiting any past story. But definitely when you're revisiting and rewriting or writing first your story for the purpose of your personal brand. Okay, so imagine yourself, your past versions of you, right, and seeing them outside of your own vantage point. So pull yourself from outside your own view, right? It's almost like you're watching a movie and you're the observer of the character, which is the you in your own movie. So you're going to pull yourself. It's called disassociating. It does not mean disassociating from, um, well, that's a different psychological term, right? But this doesn't mean that you're shutting off your emotions, disassociating. This means that you're allowing yourself a little bit of space, a little healthy room to view and observe your past experiences without reopening or re-triggering some things that would be uncomfortable, no matter how uncomfortable they are. Everybody has varying levels. So it could be something simple and you still want to do this, or it could be something that you're really sharing a deep 
um, transformational experience, right? So you want to hold yourself at this observer vantage point. That's step number one, right? When, um, what I like to do is then also add archetypes, okay? Total nerd for archetypes. Um, if you've been following and doing any of the work in personal branding, especially if you were in the Profitable Personal Brand Masterclass, you know how much we dove into archetype psychology. This is key, yes, for your personal branding, key, yes, for you growing your business and your career, but it's definitely one of the key factors for you to understand yourself, right? If you've heard me talk a little bit about Carl Jung and he associates all of these archetypes with the collective unconsciousness. So it's one of the things that can actually, by doing this, by adding the archetypes into your story, um, into the phases of your story, then you'll actually be able to create even more connections subconsciously with your audience because they'll be able to have an opportunity to see themselves in your journey through those archetypes that you were on your journey, right? So when we can actually add, <clears throat> add the archetypes into the phases of your journey, then it's like you're assigning first these characters to your journey. So it helps sort of create that separation. You're looking at them as characters and then you get to give them a name, right? And you get to give them sort of their own aspects and, um, and recognize where your transformation was into these different archetypes throughout the phase of your journey, right? And then again, it's also what helps your audience connect to your story because they're able to see themselves as the archetypes, which again, everyone is connected to. It's one, like the 12 of that um, connect to, right? The collective unconscious that we are all connected to. So what that ultimately does is then creates the foundation for building those relationships. So when people aren't just listening to your story, but they're creating more of a connection with you and those relationships building with your audience, your clients, your customers, whatever they are, even friends, family, that's going to build those relationships by building rapport and trust. Okay. So a couple of what I want to share with you and feel free to take notes on this is the seven step formula for writing your story. But then I'm going to show you which archetypes I've applied into each one of the seven steps. Okay. So the first one is describing the state before. So when you're writing your story, describe where you were in the state before. There's ultimately some transformation, some experience, right? And if you've never done this before, I get that you may want to rewatch this. Okay. If you're updating or elevating your personal brand, then this is going to be, you know, second nature. And it's going to be one of those things to just go over and make um, even more specific and now being able to apply the archetypes. I don't know that many other people that are really applying the archetypes with it. So you're going to get a little juicy extra nugget with that. So describe the state before, before the transformation, before this um, right event happened in your life. There is this state before. This is usually um, some sort of a, um, it's before, there's a pain with it. There's a challenge with it. Um, but what I've attached is the maiden or the bachelor. Um, and again, these are masculine and feminine terms. Um, and so whatever the neutral term for that would be, but the archetype is either the, the bachelor slash the maiden. The reason why I've attached that one 
to the beginning, the state before is there, uh, the maiden is, she's very innocent. She, he, right. Very innocent, very, um, optimistic, very, um, very loyal, very cheerful, right. It's almost like a naive unawareness, right? So almost thinking like when you were a kid and everything was blissful and before there were any problems, before there were any challenges, right? Everything was, everything was great, right? You trusted everything. You didn't question anything. You were just blissfully, cheerfully going through your life, your experiences, whatever it is, right? And so I've chosen the maiden for that because it's that state of just naivety, right? Healthy naivety. Everything's blissful. The second stage is then describing the tension. So in the describing the tension phase, this is where um, objections to change come up. This is where, um, if you've done any of the deep subconscious reprogramming work, I call them firewalls. Okay, if you've done Power of Becoming course or any one-on-one -on -one work with me, right? These are the protection programs is what we like to call them. They're the things that get in the way that try to hold us in old behaviors, old way of being, right? Um, complaints can come up here. Uh, different, just it's that version of you that creates that tension, right? And so this is still with the maiden, but then it's when the maiden slash bachelor, right? They, um, they go into a resistance with themselves. So that phase of trustworthiness and optimism, right? Then you start, it's like fighting with yourself. It's also where this sort of masculine feminine balance comes into play and this alchemy, because you're either going to integrate into the next phase or you're gonna fight yourself in this phase and resist moving into the next um, stage of your story, right? So it's describing the tension. This is still using the maiden slash, slash bachelor, but it's the stage where the resistance comes up. Some sort of problem is now taking place, right? Fantasy gone, naivety gone. Now you're in a problem. You're in a challenge. There's some tension, right? And that's why there's that inner conflict going on. It could be an external conflict. Whenever there's an external conflict, it always creates an inner conflict, right? Okay. The third phase is that's when you get called into an adventure. So it's this opportunity where based on that challenge, based on that conflict, now you're being asked to change direction. You're being called. Maybe it's a spiritual calling. Maybe you actually get a tangible call from someone, but it's a, um, it's that inner voice, it's that sort of pivot point, right? And this is where sometimes you can stay in the resistance and never choose the call to adventure, never choose to say yes to the call to adventure, never choose to step into that next calling for yourself, right? So it can be, it can be a defiant voice, <laughs> um, but it is this pivotal moment, right? So it can, it can be, a call to adventure, honestly, I was, I was joking about it because it's like, it could be as simple as being called across to an opportunity of a challenge that's happening in your own kitchen, in your own home, or you could be called into an adventure across continents, whatever it is. I usually go for across continents, 
across states, across continents, that's always, whenever I've been called into something, it was always a massive calling, a massive sort of adjustment. But you can have many calls to adventure as well. That's why I'm like, right, it could be something as simple as in your kitchen. <laughs> Whatever challenge is happening in your kitchen. So all of these stages we go through in macro, macro, and micro phases. Okay, so you're going to be called into an adventure. This is that pivotal point, the shifting point, and the archetype is the traveler. It's the explorer. I also, my Libra side was like balancing between, okay, it could be the traveler slash explorer, or it could also maybe be the rebel because it's a stage where you have this loss in a good way of an old self, maybe your old way of doing things, maybe your old way of being. Um, so it's a loss of the old version of self to then be the catalyst for the change. And that usually is identified with the rebel. And then the traveler and the explorer is, if you say yes to the call to the adventure, then you get to explore and you get to travel. Maybe your travel is inward and it's a spiritual journey. Maybe your travel then is external and you need to go across continents and discover something, right? Which leads us is that leads us then to the next phase, which is the journey. Um, and as a quick little side note, okay, if you haven't gotten, if you don't know anything about archetypes, I definitely invite you to look those up. But if you haven't gotten my download for how I've used psychology or broken down the psychology of each one of the archetypes, it's my um, brand archetypes guidebook then DM me if you want that. There's definitely a course that's available for that, a little mini three-day course um, where I explain everything and how to apply it into your brand, okay? So that's what we're talking about when I'm mentioning the traveler, the explorer, the rebel. Felt like I needed to explain that real quick. Some people are like, archetypes, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm still baffled when people say that. Um, and some of you know, but maybe you don't really know about them or how they actually apply to our own psyche and then our journey professionally and personally. Okay. Speaking of journey, next phase, your journey. This is the process where you discover something new. This is the adventure. This is, um, you're discovering a methodology. You're discovering, um, you're learning, you're absorbing. So you're discovering new teachings. This is around the time usually when you've experienced needing to take on a mentor a coach, something like that, because you need information that you didn't have prior that's going to help you get through those challenges. You've been called into this. Now you need the teacher, right? That's why they always say when a student's ready, the teacher, the mentor shows up because you're in the journey phase. That's where the mentor usually finds up, shows up. So it's where you discover um, the missing piece, right? There's always something that you've been able like haven't been able to put together and you're like I don't know I can't put my finger quite on it but I just feel like there's something missing that's this phase where you get that you're it's a becoming phase you get to um, learn you get to become and also it's an it's a little bit of like an undefined um, it's not an undefined phase how do I want to say this it's it's a phase of like you're unbecoming to then become, right? It's the whole journey. This is like the whole 
depth of transformation is right in this point. And some people that can go really quickly and some people that can be months to years. Everyone has no time. Um, there's no perfect timing for how anyone's journey is going to take, right? It's everything is related to each individual person. So I've aligned the archetype of the every man, every girl, right? This is because this is about empathy, realism, trust, safety, um, partnerships. Um, it's about being honest and humble, right? Like all of those qualities that are in the archetype, every girl, every man, those are all the essences of that consciousness of that archetype. And those are needed in the journey, right? You have to almost like give yourself, like have room and create this space and, and have empathy for yourself and what you're learning and what you're experiencing and going through. You have to be able to have realism and just look at something objectively and be like, okay, <laughs> this is what's happening. You also then need trust and safety gets built. They get redefined. This is also a time where your value system starts shifting because new things become important and previous things maybe not as important or they get redefined, right? So being friendly, being humble, being honest, like just this is the realest of the real experience and moment. This is where you just get to strip down everything and be fully humbled sometimes. <laughs> I've definitely experienced that where I've been in my own journey and some things just brought me to my knees in fucking tears. And sometimes those tears were of despair and sometimes those tears were in blissful awe and just like, wow. <laughs> So it's the most beautiful part. And so allowing yourself, again, using that same principle of allowing yourself to watch your own experience like you're watching a movie of this journey that you've been through and what was an experience or many, what were those experiences that you've been through in that deep state of transformation uh, and being able to witness that through your sort of objective observer perspective. So you can hold that and witness that in a really healthy way. Okay, the next stage. This is always the fun one because this is when, this is called your superpowers stage, right? So it's when you find your superpowers. It's when after you've gone through this journey, you've released so many old aspects of you and now you've defined and learned new things. And through that, now you get to identify your uniqueness. You get to discover what you're best at. When we use this in the Profitable Personal Brand, we identify your unique presence. This is your, um, right in Hollywood, they would call it your X factor. It's the thing that makes you unique that's like nobody else. It's your superpower. It's like, it's what makes you you that is only you are able to be that. It's your presence, your energetics, right? We go through all of that in the profitable portion of personal brand. Um, and so this is one of the, my most favorite phases because this is in, this is where you get to discover and you get to not just discover, you get to define for yourself. You get to give yourself permission to say yes to all of your greatness to all of the things that make you brilliant. Un-fucking-apologetically. <laughs> That's why I love this phase. 
And so the archetype that I've assigned to this is the hero slash heroine, because it's all about now courage. It's all about discipline. It's all about skill, motivation, taking action. It's all about self, um, I want to say self-confidence, but because confidence always comes after, right? Uh, so I want to say it's more self-assuredness. It's, it's that sh a self-assuredness with that courage because the confidence comes after the test phase, which coincidentally is the next phase. So you don't really get confidence when now you know your, your superpowers. You start to feel it. It starts to build up in you. You start to have um, more of that embodying of the truest um, identity of you. But you haven't really put it into practice, so it hasn't turned into 100% confidence yet, right? That's always, confidence is always the byproduct after the action. That's how I define it. So it's courage, it's action, it's discipline. It's taking all of your superpowers and putting them into action, right? Superheroes are always 100% courageous. So that's the, that's the archetype for this phase, which then leads into, because now you've identified your strengths and your skills and your superpowers. Now you're embodying them. And just like anything in life, now you have to be able to own it. And one of the best ways to know how to own it, which is um, put it in, it has to be tested. It's not, we don't own it. It's not fully integrated until we put it into practice. So any techniques that you learn newly, you don't fully own them. They're not fully yours because they're not fully integrated until you're tested on it in anything, okay? kitchen skills to life skills to business skills, okay? So this is the test of initiation. This is the application or slash integration phase, right? So it's kind of like, how are you going to handle new situations? How will you apply the knowledge that you now know that you learned, right? New identity, new skills. How will you then now apply that based on maybe the old things that are now coming up again. So you get to apply new skills, new identity to old situations, old challenges. That's the test. That's the initiation phase. So it's all about putting it into action. And I kept with the hero slash heroine because in this phase, you still need to have that courage, that discipline, putting it in, right? It's it's the hero showing up and actually being heroic, <laughs> heroine being heroic. So it's all the testing phase, right? This is where you get to, um, if again, if you watch the three-day class, you will be able to determine which quadrant you're act actually seeking in this phase. So there's four quadrants, it's belonging, enlightening, it's mentoring and exploring. And then the archetypes are assigned to those four quadrants, okay? So again, if you've watched the three-day, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't and you want information about it, DM me, okay? You can choose which archetype best suits your next level of growth, expansion, or whatever your desires are. You can choose which archetype best suits your next level based on those quadrants. So ideally, whenever you're in this testing phase, you're going to determine which, which quadrant is best 
suited for you next or which one you're being called to or which one um, you're drawn to most, either belonging, enlightening, mentoring, or exploring. And then in that testing phase, choosing which archetype best aligns with that, with that quadrant because the final stage is your victorious return. And so since you're choosing which archetype you get to then next become, that's where this victorious re return phase is your transformation. It's the ultimate transformation. It's the butterfly now coming fully out of the cocoon as the transformed version, right? So it's what does it look like for you then when you're successful in this transformation of this journey or after this journey of transformation that you've been through. Um, when I do hypnosis and my destiny mapping, this is a little bit of future pacing that you can do where um, maybe if you haven't gone through that, if you're not watching a past experience and you're in a present moment, this can be tapping into your future, right? And being able to destiny map who is it that you're wanting to become. But in that victorious return, you became a new version of yourself. You became a next level identity of yourself, if that makes sense. So that's why the archetype, I didn't define one because based on those quadrants, you get to define what that is for you based on the quadrants of what's most meaningful, meaningful for you now or in that moment, right? So it's which archetype you then chose to identify with subconsciously and then fully embody to get you then to then that next level, right? Or get you to that next level. So one of, um, I read an article recently and it was just perfectly described that your brand story, again, this can be for your personal life. When I'm working with clients for their business and defining your story for your personal brand, for your career, for your business, this is ideally where you can build that connection and trust. Um, whenever I've done this with clients, they always learn something more about themselves, right? And then obviously how you use this for your benefit is, you know, anytime you're going to do podcasts or interviews or whatever that is to be promoting your experience or promoting your business, promoting yourself, your products, whatever that is, right? But I read this great statement and it says your brand, I'm going to read it. Your brand story represents who you are and what you stand for. It tells the tale of your journey or your company's journey, but I do personal branding, so it'd be your journey. So it's gonna tell the journey of your values, your goals, and ultimately then your purpose or your mission. So really getting clear on this is gonna help you really be able to define that. And from there, that narrative, that story, is what creates that emotional connection and that emotional response from the people that you share it with. And that's all about building those relationships first and creating that rapport and that trust. Now, should those turn into clients that you want to work with, that's for your business. Obviously, that's ultimately the goal, but it always starts with building that connection and building the relationship first. And that's the power of having your personal brand, right? So everybody has a personal brand. I like to say everybody has a personal brand, but is yours profitable? So how you can then take your story, how you can take your skills and then put that into a profitable business. You either have one and you need to scale it 
or you're just starting and you're putting all of this together so that then you can be positioning yourself in a really powerful way so that your skills can be positioning you as that leader. Okay. So a couple questions that you want to be able to ask yourself is one, what are the pivotal transformational moments in your life or your career that your audience or future clients would emotionally connect with? So what are those pivotal transformational moments or events in your life or your career that your audience, your clients, whoever you're working with or desire to work with are going to be able to relate to? And when you're using the archetypes, then those, because they're part of the collective consciousness and that combined with sort of the emotions that you were going through that, that's what's going to help people, no matter what crazy story you may have gone through, right? Being able to connect those archetypes on a subconscious level, that's what ultimately has other people see their own experiences through that, right? So you always want to be able to share your experience, but then have other people see a transformation that's possible or relate to their own life and how that can relate to what you've experienced. Okay, number two, what are the stories that you are hesitant to talk about? <laughs> oh God, full transparent, okay? Because even how I mentioned before, like there, the, my inner Darth Vader, right? Is just like, there were so many things that I didn't wanna share because I felt embarrassed. Okay, so I just, I invite you to just in a really healthy way, be like, what are those things that you're just like, oh my God, like I'm totally hesitant to talk about that. And when you can do it and just release the fear of, my fear was like fear of looking stupid. Okay, just full transparency, fear of looking stupid. Um, <laughs> and, and judgment, right? There were so many things that I thought because I was judging myself. For them. So that was the lesson that I had to learn, right? And I've, everybody's stories and experiences are relative to them and the emotions that they've gone through. And there were many things that I didn't want to bring up. I didn't want to share because it was also still, right? I, there were still little pieces. I've done so much healing work around so many, and yet it's not always, it's not always fun. Okay. But when you can do that, knowing that like when I shifted that for myself and then shared the experiences that I've been through in a way that was relating to other people's experiences, it was so transformational, not just for myself, but then in other people experiencing, hearing those stories and being able to relate to them. And the feedback that I got just, I mean, so many times it brought me to tears. It was just like, oh, I saw myself and you just, beautiful, just beautiful. So your story can have the potential to have a massive impact and transforming somebody else's life in ways that you never, never would have thought, right? If, if you're judging yourself for experiences, I was judging myself for the experiences I've been through. And then when I chose to share that, the impact, the positive, empowering impact that it had for others, just ugh, heart punch in such a good way. Um, so what are the stories that you're hesitant to talking about that could potentially be really transformative to somebody else? And three, 
what are the archetypes, right? Or which archetype specifically do you need to be for your next level? Which archetype do you need to be for your next level? If growth is part of your highest value, then you're always seeking becoming the next best self, becoming your truest self, becoming your highest self. So which archetype, wherever you're at, you could be beginning or you could be in the middle and hitting a plateau and needing to get to that next level. So which archetype do you need to be that's gonna get you to whatever that next level of your specifically defined success, how you specifically define success, whatever that is for you, okay? So that's the live stream for today. If you don't know about the three-day profitable personal brand masterclass and that's interesting to you, DM me. I can give you access to where you can learn about it. It's amazing. I did it live. So this is the live recording of it so much. They got so much out of it. I am so, 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 so happy. I keep getting feedback on how powerful it was and definitely how much they got out of the purse or the uh, brand archetypes guidebook, right? Where I've really broken down each one of the archetypes and the psychological, or really Sarah, the psychological transformation that each one of the archetypes goes through. So you can find yourself in each one of those at different phases of your story. And maybe those phases of the story that we just went through, maybe some of those archetypes might be totally different for you. But that's where I've at least been able to put in what I believe are the archetypes for those phases. And so if you are on a new journey right now, then recognizing that where you, wherever you are in that journey, taking on those archetypes to fully embrace those archetypes will help you move through your journey faster, more efficiently, hopefully more fun, <laughs> um, but it can be really powerful for you to understand yourself, understand your, how to write your story in a really powerful way that then ultimately you can use that story in being a powerful tool and an asset to your profitable personal brand. I love you all for joining. Remember, everybody has a personal brand that is yours profitable. Okay, babe, who do you need to be today to build that six, seven, eight-figure empire you want tomorrow? If you want the strategies, the skills, the secrets every female entrepreneur needs to stay inspired, lead like her highest self, and strategize her business for success, and if you want to hear real stories from powerhouse women on a mission to make an impact, how they have paved their own way to success, and discovered who they needed to be to get to every next level from plateau to prosperity, then get a coffee and grab your notepad. You're in the right place. I'm Sarah Delane, and you're listening to the Lead Like Her podcast. Not just for women, but because of women. <laughs>